Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Good afternoon. Oh, oh wait, we don't know when people Whatever. It's Good afternoon day. somewhere. Good day. It's afternoon somewhere Good every day. day. Uh, this is Judy Gold. Uh, you're listening to Kill Me Now. Today has been the fucking Kill Me Now day of the Kill Me Now century. <laughs> um, we have some new things we have to introduce. Hennessy's here. Aloha. And, uh, and already annoying me. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest in one second. Patrick's on the board. He just sits there and doesn't say anything. And All right. So you know how we have a whistle every time... We mentioned anything Jewy. Yeah. <laughs> Hennessy surprised me. So I'm giving him time to like, you know, I'm not going to put you on VP today. We'll maybe, see. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Hennessy bought me a bell. I'm so excited. So that way I don't have to whistle. I don't have to put the whistle in my mouth. Yeah. All right. No and more today, germs. No more Today Jew- is going to be a pretty Jewy show. Yeah. Because our guest today 
I'm sorry, everyone. Is the Jewy, but not that Jewy, <laughs> Monica Piper, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Now, Monica Piper is starring in uh, her off-Broadway show, Not That Jewish, um, which it keeps getting extended, like by penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when were you supposed to be out of here? I was supposed to be out of here January 31st. And now we're, where uh, are now we? At least, we're March 1st. Yeah, oh, we're well, March 1st. Yeah. At least we'll be here through April. That's good. Are you so, getting sick of it? No. Yeah, I know. I um, I like, I love New York. I love my show. Right. Uh, what's to get sick of? I love getting a check every week. And, yeah, that's nice. Uh, I do miss check. my kid. I miss my house. I miss yeah, my dog. Yeah, but your kid's old now, right? Yeah, he's ninety-two. I'm very wow. Uh, very you look well. fantastic. I know. I look. I'm. I'm. Yes. Faye Dunaway's How asking me he? for tips. <laughs> um, he just turned twenty-five. Yeah, that's old. He's adorable. Yeah, I know. So, but the I. good news is he's extremely immature. Yeah. So, so uh, and has, when you're the child of a comedian. <laughs> There's you can't be mature. There's no way. You're you're pretty cool though. You have to be a cool person. That's a requirement. Yeah, whatever. So, um, Monica, um, I had a shitty fucking day. Let me just tell everyone because I'm in kill me now mode. But I um, I had to do some press for this film I'm in called The Last Laugh, which is about mm-hmm. humor in the Holocaust, right? And of course, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it for like three <laughs> seconds, but I have to do all the fucking press, right? Which well, is fine, you know, but. Well, you are the name. Uh, no, it was me, Gilbert, and Alan Zweibel. I would say you're the oh, name. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But when you say Holocaust, do you have to ring the bell? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and so I had to do this press, and then I had to go for a fitting, and then. I'm like, I'm 16 blocks away from, I mean, 16 blocks and then I'm a little way west, right, from from the studio. And then I can't get a fucking cab because it's like quarter to five. So I get on a city bike. And you're black. But aside from that. Right. (laughs) um, And I get on a city bike, which I love because I didn't exercise today. And uh, then there's no place to fucking dock it because they're doing construction. So I had to go. I got here and then I had to go to 49th Street. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> and then I went to the doctor yesterday. I've been avoiding the doctor for about two years because I know I gained weight. I gained 30 pounds. Okay. But I, you're I'm so tall. I, I'm I know. No one can tell. But let me tell you something. I I'm fat. Like I'm fat. She said the word. Let me tell you something. She said the word obese. Not to ba- about me, but she said, is anyone in your family, do you have any obesity? I was like, no! Don't you fucking say that word in front of me. Isn't that a normal question? No, it's not a normal question. Okay, well, if, what, if do you think was, it, what, what do you think it is? Because you work out a lot and you Okay, this is like- what I think it is. I drink, but it's not. that's not 30 pounds. You don't, yeah. I'm not a big alky. Um, and you don't drink beer. Croissants, no. perhaps? No. I drink, I think it's my antidepressants. I think it's might be my arthritis medication. I think it's menopause. Mm. This is what I've decided. I'm going to give 10 pounds because of Trump, <laughs> 10 pounds my dead mother, and 10 pounds, you know, medication. That's fair. I think... And menopause. You can change all of that. And eating? Is, is that anywhere No, that involved? has nothing to do with it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And I eat really late. So now Monica Piper is... um, Can I just say that when you screamed no, 
Patrick's ears started bleeding, but I don't want to. It's not about uh, who Patrick. Cares? He's so annoying. Know. You know, one time we sang like <laughs> three bars of a song, and it and he had to like get it clear. And the cops the came to yeah, our the house. Cops came. Uh, ISIS. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Monica, um, yes. you started you started doing stand up comedy in the seventies, right? Eighty. 1980. Oh, I thought it was I like was 78, doing improv. 79. I was doing improv in okay. the seven, late 70s. Okay. I knew you were performing at that time. I was definitely performing. Because but I was uh, teaching at the same time, okay. teaching high school. So you were a high school English teacher. Well, let's, let's start from the beginning. You grew up in the Bronx. <laughs> yes. Um, and your father, you know, it's funny because I've done a couple of one person shows. A lot of, you know, I get a lot of stuff from my mother, but you really focused a lot on your father and the fact that he was the funny one. In the family, well, my mother was very funny, also, but a very dry, witty. Right, right. You know, her mom. I'm an actress now. That's right. fabulous. What are you in? Yeah, right. I don't have a play or a movie or series, right. but I'm an actress. Right, That's right. such a coincidence because I'm a queen. Right. I just don't have have a country. Yeah, she was it's dry the backhanded, and nasty comp. Yeah, but my father yes. was physical, shticky, and right. clever. All he had it all, and he performed. Yes, he did. Yes. He was. He uh, was actually. He's written up in Who's Who in show business. He was the first person to do a record act where he lip synced, and then and then Jerry Lewis did one, and you oh know, yeah, people followed him. But he, oh, he was the first one, and now Jimmy fucking Fallon is making millions on that. He yes. was the first YouTube star before YouTube even existed. That's exactly right. And you're right. on VP. <laughs> that was too That's easy. That's voice probation. But he was. All right. But he was funny. Um, just in the house. I mean, just right. no matter, he could never be, dad, I'm serious. I'm Roebuck. How you doing? Oh, you know what I mean? It was like really, but <laughs> so you, but he told me I was funny. Right. And I believed him. Right. And we would, you know, we would. Do you have siblings? No. Oh, so no. you're like the big favorite. To- okay. <laughs> yes, I, I yeah. am. Um, that's funny. I wasn't the favorite, and I'm an only uh, child. <laughs> that's, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. I'm an only child. Let's but... write that down. Yeah. All right. You can have it. All right. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, he told me I was funny. Basically, the play is uh, my funny father, and then funny me, and then my funny son. Right. Now, so. it's it's la door for door, generation to generation. Now... <laughs> So you grow up in the Bronx. Um, you were you in the school? Pl- were you popular? We we talk a lot about being popular when you were a kid. Were you popular? I was popular with my two good friends, right? <laughs> but not so much, right? You know, in what, high did school, did you do stuff? Like, were you in the play? I and- was definitely in all the plays, and I was really. And the talent shows. And did and- your parents come? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was, I, I, you know. People say that maybe maybe you would have been a greater comedy star if your parents weren't so nice. Oh, shut you know? the fuck up. You know, they're telling me that I had a happy childhood. Right. So, so then... I, I'm not fucked up enough. You went That's to... That's terrible. I know, people are assholes. So then you go to... Um, you go to college and you become a high school English teacher. I did. My mother kind of put that whole thing in. Yeah, me. my parents wanted me to be a teacher you know? too. And I yeah. went. I had a choice of going to music and art or performing arts. Right. And I wanted to go to performing arts, Laguardia, which used yeah. to be the high school the, of music perform, and art. Yeah. Uh, there was music and yes. art, and there was performing arts. Right. And then they merged and became Laguardia. LaGuardia. But um, music and art not only focused on your music or your art. 
uh, visual art. Right. But it also gave you an academic education, right. whereas performing arts was pretty much you go straight well, from there to bye well, bye Guardia now, because my son's at 15, my younger son, and a lot of his friends go there. And that is really academically tough, too. Yeah, they, they see have that's a good. good. Yeah, they, it didn't use performing right. arts really focused on getting you in sh- in the in theater, show business in show business. So, so where'd you go? I went to music and art. Okay, so um, and then uh, where'd you go to college? Boston University. Oh, very nice. That's where I got my New York accent. Yeah, it's you have such a fucking accent. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I love it. I love it. So you go to Boston, and uh, what did you go? You. Ha- did you go safe on purpose? Did you go? I mean, was your mother's voice in your ear? My mother's voice. Say, you yeah. got to get an education. You have to yeah. have something. What's to, to fall back to on? Fall back you on. have some. So I, I was a music major, and then I minored in business management. Judith, you have to. You should get your teaching degree. Get your teaching degree. And and that's what I did. Yeah, it was. You know, these my my father was a depression baby. And my mother was depressed. Good night, folks. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was always you had to be safe because you didn't know what the fuck was going to exactly. happen. So you how long, how many knew. years did you teach and what school? I taught a lot. I, I taught, well, six years. I taught, my first job was in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, taught in Chicago. Mm. I moved to Chicago for two years. To do, uh, to do improv? To, to teach. Right. But while I was there, I started studying with Second City. Right. So that's when I really, just, that's when it really started. What? So you were a high school English teacher. But I had to leave teaching. I couldn't right, handle the money and prestige. Yeah. So, anyway. but you're you're a high school English teacher. You're five foot one. Four eleven now. Okay, you're four eleven. <laughs> but I don't want to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> your butt I mean, size. You're, you're, you probably looked like a student or younger than the, the students. I got pulled out of a fire drill for talking. Ah, no way. I swear to God. I, I bet, did all the boys have a crush on you? I, back then, I, I think a lot of did them you did. molest any students? No, but I went to the prom with one. No oh. way! I swear to God, he what? Didn't, he he was didn't so have happy. a date. No way! And and uh, he didn't have a date, and I I had to kind of go be some kind of chaperone thing anyway. So I did said, you pick him up? No, we met at this at school. Oh, so, did he get teased? I feel bad for no him. No way! She no. was the hot teacher. No, they thought it was cool. Oh, all no, right. No, I, I helped this kid. Uh, he yeah, was, he's square he is he now? He's c- committed suicide. But, um, Did he? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> was he Jewish? <laughs> what are you, my mother? Uh, <laughs> um, to this day, he tells everybody Wait, that he lost his virginity to him. suicide. All right, so... Um, but you, there must have been... So, like, teaching is performing. Teaching is performing. Now, I literally was doing five sets a day. With, right with hecklers right so mm-hmm. i said wait a minute i'm not getting paid enough to do i could be doing this for a living right. somewhere else but i what were the books you made them read oh well i i was very lucky at this one school ravenswood high school i uh was able to teach uh it was like a, a magnet school to right. try to get kids to desegregate 
on their own right. by giving them this fabulous program. So I was very lucky. I taught a class called Escape, and that was like Manchild in the Promised Land right. and the Glass Menagerie right. and really cool stuff. That's awesome. It was very awesome. Yeah. And I taught folk rock blues as poetry. No way. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just an amazing school. It was called right. Ravenswood High School. And um, a lot of my former students have actually... Come to the show. No way. Yeah. It's, do you remember them? Yes. Of course. I I mean, I really do. Uh, not every one of them. Right. But the, you now, know. can you give me some parent-teacher conference stories? Like the parents? <laughs> Come on. They're awful. They are awful. <laughs> I've, I've re- they are fucking awful. I talk to... Because when I've, I go to the parent-teacher conference, I go, tell me all about... Like, it's horrible. What, what were some of the sh- shit things parents did to you? Well... My my reputation was her class is funny as hell. Right. You'll have a great time, but she's really tough. Right. It's really hard to get an A. Right. So I had really high standards. Right. But it was easy because I really, because for this, whatever reasons make us become stand-ups, because we know we've got that right. thing. Right. That makes us good stand-ups. Right. That same thing applied to teaching. Right. So they were engaged and right. wanted to they do They weren't bored in They your weren't class. bored. They were inspired and wanted to do well. Now, could you tell? Like, when, what, like we did Romeo and Juliet and right. West Side Story at the same time. Ah, because one is based on the other. Written by <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. Choreographed uh, by, by Julie Jerome Robbins. Yes. <laughs> so were, did, could you tell when someone hadn't read the book? Oh, absolutely. Like me? And <laughs> one um, time, I swear to God, this is a true story. They had notes. They wrote notes for a test literally on their hand. Right. On the Think, back of their hand? No, on the front of their hand. Right. Oh, like really stupid. Right. And, um, and th- that way, because they could just go like this. Right. And it was easier than going like. Yeah, they were. She's moving her hand. I'm sorry, and not, I'm on and not flipping the paper so, over. So literally, I swear to you, this is true. So uh, on the top of their hand. On the top of their hand, they had a couple of no- you know notes yeah. for the test, and I caught them. I saw them. So I, I, I gave them. I gave the, a zero on the test and an A on their hand. <laughs> I said, your hand got an A, but you got a zero. So, um, Story of my life. I once, this, I once was cheating on a test. Um, and what I did was I had some notes, little notes, and then I had, you know, like the little piece of paper with like keywords. And then I had another little paper that said, ha ha, I fooled you. <laughs> so that when I got caught, I would hand the ha ha I fooled you one to the Smart. teacher. So I got caught and I said here and th- th- I got in even more trouble. <laughs> because you pretended I, to Yeah, because I, um, yeah, I, I made a joke about whatever. They fucking hated me. I don't um, know why you made me think of this, but um, there are certain tests where people cheat with each other and they give each other little yeah, yeah, yeah. signs like they'll wink or they'll yeah. blink. And this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about except signs. Sue Kalinsky, who's one of oh, my... Oh, she was just on! Yeah. I know, and she's one of my... Do, I love her. Love. She's like one of my dance. absolute best friends right. in the world. And a million years ago, I was in some comedy competition in uh, Santa Monica at mm-hmm. some club that's not there anymore. Oh, Monica! was in Santa Monica. Hey. Go. 
<laughs> and, uh, and next Hanukkah, you can give Monica for Hanukkah <laughs> yeah. in Santa Monica. Yeah. But anyway, oh my so, so I said, so I said, Sue, listen, I need to know when uh, we only had like two and a half minutes. Right. I said, give me a sign when I, I'm like at two minutes. Right. So I know I have 30 seconds. She goes, okay, I'll take my eyeglasses and I'll, uh, I'll adjust them right. like that. So she pushes her glasses from her nose to up, you know? Right. And I go, great. Literally, I, I'm in five seconds and she starts adjusting her glasses <laughs> because she completely forgot. forgot. Yeah. And uh. she's just, I had no idea where we Did were. Did you pass? Did I pass? It wasn't a test. It oh. was a comedy competition. Yeah. Did you? Yes. All right. I did, but I did go over. Now. Thanks to her. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Now, <sighs> your real name, your bo- your birth name is Maylee Davis, okay? Yes. Which makes me think of a young Asian woman. Yes. Right? It's a, an Asian country western singer yeah. woman. Um, and do you like Chinese food? I love Chinese I food. But Maylee, does that not sound... It's the weirdest what thing. What the fuck were your parents thinking? My mother, literally, I swear to God, she tells me that it was supposedly named after my father's sister may right who died young but you're not ma- supposed to you're not supposed to be named after someone who died young or tragically well go there you go right so that's how you become a comic right so uh anyway she she uh, uh what's that what i don't know that? it's probably the fucking you're making your face. What? Like, you heard that noise? Are yeah. You, I, no one, is there a gong in here? No, it was outside. It's some like Trump thing. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I'm, they're they're gathering up all the immigrants. I feel like I'm <laughs> it's, it's, wait, it's sundown. We have to all go home and hide in our homes. I go have ahead. to go. Yeah, um, but uh, she Too literally. Soon. I swear to God, her favorite restaurant was Bo Sung. It was a Chinese restaurant right. in Riverdale. I mean, wherever in near. Riverside Drive, yeah. and um, and she, uh, they were out to Chinese dinner, and she goes into labor. No way! I swear to God, and she's and and they rush her off to the ambulance, and she's anesthetized. Right, and they knew that they wanted to name me May, but she, we, they didn't have a middle name. Right, and so she she's thinking of the waitress. She's like literally stoned on on right. Maylee, uh-huh. Maylee, oh and I think I swear to God, I think she's thinking to herself, Maylee, you forgot the duck sauce. Right, right. So, you know who knows what she was thinking. Right, right. So there I was, Maylee Davis. That's hilarious. And, um, so it is Asian. Yeah. So you are Asian, uh, Maylee. Yes, I Maylee. am. Well, the name is Maylee, <laughs> Maylee, Maylee. Well, Davis. I, you know, my I grew up kosher, and so when we would go out to eat on Sundays, but. Um, so my sister said this to me like a year ago. She's like, you know, it's, it was great getting out of the house and realizing they have things other than vegetable chow mein at the fucking Chinese, right? We would get egg drop soup and vegetable chow mein. Every and time, my father would every get time. egg foo young. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like you, you couldn't, we, I, I didn't know there was anything other than chow mein. Would you remember that order um, anything different? 
Once you knew? No. Oh, yeah. Once I knew, I was like, Ugh. But um, wait, what was that? La Choy. We used to get La Choy. La Choy makes Chinese food. Swing. American. That was the... Um, all right. So, so you're a teacher. You then start going to um, Second City. I or, start studying with Second City. Who'd you study with? And who Glenn, was in your class? Well, Del Close. Del Close. The. The Del Close. Yeah. Uh, and um, nobody famous was right. in my class. They, they were already on their way to. Right. They were all beyond that. Right. And I got to do the Sunday show. Uh huh. But otherwise, it was just classes. I mean, right. as far as performing. But that was that. And but then I feel I moved, like that. Yeah. Oh, I just spit. Sorry. I feel like I know. That I felt is it all so, the way over shut here. Shut the fuck. <laughs> I felt like. I feel like that is so different than stand up. Like it's because so different. Improv is I mean, you have to say yes. Someone someone has an idea like, "Oh, can you believe it's raining out?" and you you have to say, yeah, "Yes, and it's, it's real. I'm getting wet." You know, you and can't I'll, say, "No, it's not." I know, because that ends the entire thing. But that's my go-to. Is like, "No, it's not fucking raining." And that's a stupid premise, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's really hard. So, Well, you, here's what happened was I had moved to San Francisco, and I was teaching there. This is after this is Chicago. This is after Chicago, Chicago where I, now I'm at Ravenswood, right. this great school. I love San Francisco. And um, and that school was in East Palo Alto. But anyway, right. I still have the bug. You know, what am I doing with right, my life? Right, right. I love teaching. I love these kids. But what am I doing? Right. I need to explore this creative side more. Right. So I l- opened the pink sheet. This is all true. And the pink sheet uh, is... Oh, well, I think that... Yeah, it's... No, the, the, the pink sheet in, yeah. in San Francisco is tells you all the, what's happening. Right, and, right, right. And there's an audition. I see an audition for a comedy troupe. And I go, I don't know what the hell this right. is, but I I figured it was an improv group or something. So It's in Berkeley, so I go. And I get there, and it turns out that it wasn't for an improv group. It was for stand-ups. And I had never done stand-ups. Right, and you didn't even think about I it. I didn't even think about right. it. And the guys, I said, I'm not a, a, a stand-up. I do improv. He goes, you do improv? Okay, get up and do improv. Ah, and I wow. went, by myself? And he said, yeah. So I literally get on the stage and I start riffing about everything I see. Right. Literally, I mean, really dumb stuff. There was right. a a light string hanging from a light bulb right and i said i was a female astronaut and i'm trying to reach my tampon or, right right i mean it was like really stupid stuff right but anyway he said well that was pretty good i want you to go to the spaghetti factory friday night spaghetti factory that's a big that was a great, that was a yes a great place in san francisco right. where an improv group called yes. spaghetti jam mm-hmm. did their thing anyway he said we have stand-ups that night but you're going to do improv with another guy in between the stand-ups. Like every two stand-ups, you're going to do five minutes of improv. Right. I went, great. The guy is Robin Williams. and Oh, be- my G. Swear to God, before, he's, before yeah. he's famous. And- okay, every time you hit the table, that's the noise. Okay, sorry. All right, it's all right. <laughs> we just figured it out. Go ahead. Um, anyway, it was... Fabulous, fabulous, exciting. He was generous. He couldn't have been more generous um, as far as 
leaving things open, right, making right, things right. fun, laughing at my brilliant, stuff, brilliant. taking my stuff and go, running right. with it. And and it, it's like when you play tennis with somebody really good, your yeah. game gets better. And that's what happened. So how, how long did you do that for? We did that for like two weeks. But the important thing is he brought me into his improv group at the Holy City Zoo. Yes, the Holy City and Zoo, very famous place. And that's where I met everybody. Right, all the comics. And he introduced me to the comics and said, this is one funny little Chinese Jewish woman. <laughs> you know, and uh, and that's when we did improv there for two years, right. but I was watching the stand-ups. Yeah, it was like every school. Night. Like, I remember school. when I... I was in college when I started doing stand-up. I was 19, and I would come on Monday night because Adrian Tolsh mm. had invited me to come. Yeah, you know, I had done a show at Rutgers, and Bill still, Bill Sheft, his, uh, you know, Adrian just passed away, and his her her husband Bill says I still see that little you know girl, mm-hmm. um, and it was me, Larry Amaros, and uh, Adrian and Bill. Oh. And she said, come Monday nights. And I started going, I guess it was 1982, maybe one or two. And I'd started hanging out at Catch Rising Star. And that's where I learned, you know, that's where you really learn how to, the craft. And, that's, and so Well, you think you're learning the right. craft. You don't even know the half of oh, it. Oh, you can't do anything to, you know, stage time Obviously. is really the only way to learn. But Obviously. to watch... It, it, you know, to be in the environment and watch these great comics work a room was so okay. And to so, be on the road with some amazing yes. comics when you're still an opening act and then a right. middle act. Being, I was on the road with Seinfeld right. for two weeks when I was a middle act, and he's and he literally he'd say, you know, I it gets a really good laugh, but I think you would get a great laugh if you took a breath here right instead of here yeah mm. and i went oh, oh my god I, yeah because it's right. all it's all about it's, timing it's yeah it's but when comics are generous like that mm. uh there's nothing like it nothing. there's nothing like so tell me some of the people that you so robin williams you were the first mark and mindy <laughs> yeah kind of um, all right I'll, 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 that, I'll allow it i'll <laughs> allow you. it thanks dad um so dana carvey oh dana. i would watch dana every Brilliant. night Dana Carvey is still one, one of the few comics that makes me laugh out loud. Yes. People, he's not just the church lady, right. you know, which <laughs> right. is very funny. But right. if you see him do stand-up, just go get any of his stand-up specials on HBO. Yeah, hilarious. He make because, you know, a clever comic who's got great lines, you can listen to and laugh and say, well, that's funny, that's right. smart. But you're not going to laugh by the third time. You're right. not going to be laughing once you once you get the you're you know pattern. Appreciate yeah, yeah. it. But when you have a physical, funny comic who's doing characters right. and, and their comedy timing and their physicality, like Brilliant. Pryor, you know, yeah. I, I'll never not laugh at Richard right. Pryor and Dana Carvey. Right. He's j- who who and else? Kevin Meany. Kevin oh. Kevin Meany made me laugh out loud. Oh, Kevin, I can't even listen to um We Are the World ever mm. again. Um yeah, I I love his daughter. I'm, I'm good friends with his daughter and it's just the saddest thing in nature. All right. So anyway, so and and so you're you're at Holy City Zoo mm-hmm. with Robin and Dana. Um how many women were in that little Paula Poundstone. Paula. Nice. That was it. That was about it. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my Paula Poundstone pants today. Yep. 
Does she know? Because <laughs> I, I heard her, her screaming, looking for her. <laughs> she can't go on tonight, yeah. thanks to you. Um, I took her pants. So it was, and what, I mean, really, um, that era, you didn't, you had Elaine Boozler. But they were in L.A. They, in San right. Francisco. So, and San Francisco, what, <laughs> people don't realize, San Francisco in the 70s and early 80s was like a breeding ground mm -hmm. as was Boston in the late 80s, early 90s was a breeding ground. And I was really lucky right. because one of my dear friends who I met at the San Francisco comedy competition, my good friend Kay came with me from L.A. I had already moved to L.A. But anyway, that I'm, was a huge competition, too. I mean, people who won or final were finalists <laughs> in that competition really... It was like a huge credit. I know. I got to the semifinals and wow. it was amazing. Right. But my friend Kay sees this gorgeous guy on a bar stool and he was there with Jack Gallagher. Right. Who came from Boston. Right. And she said, oh my God, I'm going to marry that man. And? And she did. And how long did that last? They're still together. No fucking way. And Martin Olson uh -huh. became one of my closest friends and he is a guru in Boston. Right. So Martin brought me to the Boston comedy right. scene. And he said, this is a very funny woman. Here she so is. So you went, you really started in San Francisco. Started, I didn't start doing stand-up there. I was doing improv. You were just getting on stage and getting in that comic life. I you was know, with feeling Robin it. And Dana, and, yeah. And, and, and really just the seeds of stand-up were starting. Right. And then I quit teaching. Moved to LA. What was the, what was the, def like, what was it like? I'm done. When, when, what, what told you I'm done? <laughs> I teaching? met a saxophone player who lived in LA. Really? <laughs> I swear to God. Jewish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> name, name. Herb. But he changed it to Phoenix. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't change it to Scottsdale. That's more Jewy. Good night, folks. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, so I went down to visit. I said, oh, I'll hang out. I knew I needed, I, just like I say in, in the play, I mean, I talk about, this was after I got divorced right. from my husband yeah, in so San Francisco. Let's talk about your husband. <laughs> How many years? Two? Three? Two. Two. And <laughs> how'd you meet him? I have to know, you. what did he do? He was a lawyer. For, oh. But for the um, uh, the Environmental Protection okay. Agency. Okay. So he was, was kind he of a, a cool lawyer. Was he a Jew? No. No. So, In my show, the whole thing is about right. the wasp wedding. Right. And so your mother at the wedding. It's. I'm sorry. Can I ask a question yeah. really quick? Is this the one that kind of fetishized the stereotypes of the Jewish? Yeah. Yes. This woman. is the okay. one we went to see. Um, Heartbreak Kid. And right. he's like, oh, that's just and he like sees you. Jeannie Berlin up right. there being this Jewish Jappy Jappy Jewy Jap right. princess, and he goes, "That's you, honey." And I went. Oh Go my fuck God. yourself. Who uh, the hell yeah. have I, who right. I'm married to? Oh my God. Right. I was so literally every part of my body was so uh, shaken, right. shook up by this right. statement that he made that I could not get up from the theater. I was uh, sobbing. Right. I said, oh my God, he's he doesn't know me. I'm married to a stranger and right. he thinks all Jews are this. Right. And that was, interestingly enough, one of the first times I ever identified and As wanted being a to Jew. defend Judaism. Yeah. 
I know, it's funny. I it's, didn't give a shit about it before right. then, but all Until, of a sudden so it was it's like, like... You know, it's like Henry, my son, my older son, who was used to always beat up Ben, the younger son. <laughs> I said, Henry, what if you went to... You know, you're walking by the schoolyard and you see some kids beating up Ben. He's like, I'll kick the shit out of them. And, and you know, it's the same thing. It's like... You, you, I can, I can say what I want because I'm, I'm a Jew, but you can't fucking say it, you know? So that's when I said, when, when we split up, I said, okay, my life, this has, right. This isn't even what I want to be doing. Right. I don't want to be married to him. That I know. I, 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 I miss performing. I miss, and, but see, I was getting a little bit of a performing fix when Mm -hmm. I was teaching. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I could be right, funny, were, yeah. and I had a captive audience, and all this stuff. But right. it, you know, I couldn't. But then I started thinking funny things in my right. head, and I I wanted to get them out. Right. So that's so you go to Boston. Well, first I, I'm I go to I'm in L.A. Right. And oh, I, you go from San Francisco to L.A. to L.A. and I join an improv group at the Comedy Store. Uh huh. So now I'm seeing comics at the Comedy Store. Right. And and, I, and now people don't know. That and com- I was a cocktail waitress. I was a, no way. I was a singing waitress at Poppy Star. It's time to stop. Oh, and then I became a singing a waitress at the Laugh. Not the laugh factory, the uh, laughing, the laugh off. The I can't remember. It was in Encino. It was a comedy okay. club in Encino. So now I'm standing there holding drinks and I'm watching Gary Shandling, Elaine Boozler. I'm watching everybody, right? Because this place was 20 minutes away from Hollywood. Right. You know, anybody could get there. And I and I said. So I said to the the guy who booked the comics, I'm I'm like this because yeah, I'm the, holding drinks that are melting. And I, his name was Howard Trussman. I said, Howard, I can do this. I want. I know t- that name. Yes, he booked comics all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I said, let oh. me try to do this. So I. Got, oh, we didn't do Gary Shandling and Elaine Pizzer. Uh, Go ahead. I got up and I did like three minutes, and he said, "Pretty good. Come back with more." And I did ten minutes, and then I did fifteen minutes. And he said, "All right, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna make you an opening act. Go to Newport, uh, the Newport Comedy Stop. Right, oh right. God, it's killing me. It's right. everyone knows. There's probably people at home screaming out right. the name of this club, and um, because they had like four of them. They right. had one in Houston. They had right. one in. They had them all over. So I went and it was 45 minutes from my house. But I, I said, I'm going on the road. I packed and I stayed in the comedy apartment there. Oh, God, those comedy condos. <laughs> but, I, but it was my oh, first time. I can't. I know. But then it's like I stayed. So the comedy store, people don't know, there's three rooms in the comedy store. Mm-hmm. There's the original room, the main room, and the belly room. I and was the, in belly the belly room. room was Mitzi put the girls there. Uh-huh. And I remember when I got to the comedy store in like 91, 92, she gave me every Friday night at 8 o'clock in the belly room. And that's really how I developed, you that's, know, of my act. She was amazing to me. But she was great to us. She did... You know, people were like, oh, but you're in the belly. I love the belly room. It was like, how many seats? 70? Yeah. It was, it was so, so intimate. intimate. That's the thing. You could talk. The yeah. pressure, it wasn't the pressure of the big right. room. And it wasn't the pressure of, um, you know, Following Andrew the, Dice right. Clay waiting for you to get off the stage. Yeah, standing in the corner Dice. in the original room. But I will tell you one, of, I will tell you one of the most 
a, a really terrible memory. Um, wonderful and terrible. Sandra Bernhardt had mm -hmm. just gotten the part of uh, in, in the com King in of Comedy. Com comedy so yeah. in the belly room are Martin Scorsese, um, uh, Robert De Niro, um, Richard Belzer's there. There's all these people are there to watch Sandra. Right. And the place is packed, budging, buzzing with agents, right, right. managers, famous people. Right. And uh, she finishes her set and they all get up. They all get up to leave. There's like four people left, and then I go on. Yeah, they're Aww. like, and ladies and gentlemen, Monica Piper. I was probably <laughs> Maylee Davis then. But anyway, yeah. oh. <laughs> and now Maylee, who wants to hear a Chinese girl? But you know what's... But anyway, yeah. and they were there, the four people, because I think they were too drunk to get up, basically. Right. So that's that was... But four people in that room is like But packed. it was a horrible <laughs> moment, though, knowing... And they were all in the hall. Right, and talking. Mitzi, yeah. And they're buzzing, and yeah. it was all Sandra, See, Sandra, these, these, who I love, and right. she's hilarious. These kids these days, <laughs> you know, they will go on tape. They'll send a tape, or they'll do a YouTube video. You, when you auditioned, it was live, and... Go on. Shut up. It was, I mean, that was it. If you, if, if the audience hated you, or if someone like, you know, was drunk in the front, you too fucking bad. That was your I only know. shot. All right. Okay. So you're, so you're developing your chops as a stand up. Mm -hmm. And, um, very, you know, and I, slow. And I, I was a baby stand up and mm -hmm. I was, but I was already old. I mean, not old. Right. But I was, you know, I decided you, to do this. You know, not I wasn't in like, my well, Phyllis Diller was 37, you right. know, but well, I was in my I was early, right? 30s, and I knew of you when I started. Um, you were already had done the circuit, but then uh, you got a writing, like you, well, that, not right, you away. were touring though. You were, oh, I, was I remember on the seeing road. your face, and you were at all these clubs, I yeah. was on the road all over the place, right, for years, and then. Uh, but then I adopted Jake. Right. And so you are a single mom by choice. I wouldn't say I'm a, I wouldn't say I am determined that I am going to raise a child without a man. No, no. I, I, I'm just saying you got to a certain point where you're like, I want to have a kid. I don't I have a guy. I want to have a kid and I will, I, yeah. but I never stopped wanting the guy. Right. I just said, I'm well, going to do it in bad. this order. Right. I'm going to have my baby then find our man. Right. Uh, because I just felt I couldn't wait any right, longer. Right, And where and, did you get Jake? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, where did I get him? I I found a... Um, An adoption agency? A, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, but it was a open right. adoption agency. And uh, she... It's a great story in your show. And she... Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And she put... Put me together with this per, and I'll never forget it. She called me the birth mother, and I don't know if you've been through this process, but a lot of prospective birth mothers call you, and they're some of them are actually scams. You know, right. they they like they'll call you, and then the next day they'll say, uh, "My mother overheard us, and she's kicking it's, me out it's of so the house." It's so great that they can play with your fucking head like that. Yeah. Well. But always, I mean, one of the most important things I think in the show is that I do give it from the birth mother's perspective. Right. And I say to the audience, don't judge her. Right. She's my hero. Right. This woman is, this is the bravest thing she ever right, did. Right, of course. In her life. And it wasn't a 
nasty, selfish thing. It was an unselfish thing. Right. But anyway, she, I was on the road and she called me and she was a waitress at the Opryland Hotel in Oh yeah, in, Na- Nashville. in Nashville. I've been there. And um and uh I was an early fan of Garth Brooks. Right. Before he got famous. Right. I just said, I love this guy's right. writing and I not that I was a huge country western fan, right. I wasn't, but I just before he got really famous, you know, right. I thought I dig this guy. So I, I had his album and I was playing it in my room. She calls me and she's playing Garth Brooks. Oh, it's Bashir! <laughs> I know, oh, isn't that yeah, stupid that, that we no, bonded it over Garth Brooks? No, but it's... But she said, are you listening to Garth Brooks? Is this not in your show? This no. is not in no, your show. No, this whole Why Garth Brooks you, thing is in your show. No, you got to put stuck. that in. I can't put everything in. All right, in. I know. Then I'll, oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's for the next show. I guess it's for the next sentence. show. Um, but that's so... That's There no, are signs. I'm sorry. There are signs. But anyway, we talked and we laughed, and I was very open about... Why would you choose a right. single woman? It feels like, you know, why wouldn't you want this baby to have a mom right. and a dad? And she said, because marriage is no guarantee. Right. My dad walked out on us. And when he did, my mom didn't know shit about right. how to earn a living. Right. You're already earning a living. And she loved the idea that he'd grow up around comedians. That's so great. And and that he'd grow up with a woman who saw the world as a funny place. Right. So I could teach him to see the world as a funny place. Right. You should do a show about that. I know. (laughs) Um, So you couldn't go on the road anymore because you have this newborn. Well, I had a newborn. But but you can do the road a little bit. I took him with me on the road. That's that whole section in the show where I say, I was a stay at hotel mom. Yeah, Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. But then when they... Then they have to go to school, apparently. Yes, but before then, I, I had been on the road with him after he was like six to eight weeks old. Right. And we started going on the road. And then, um, uh, were you ever in a comedy condo with the baby? Oh, yes. Were people like, were the guys like, shut the fuck up? No. Oh, all right. That's no, but, but actually, by that time, were they fucking waitresses in their room? And you're, like, yeah. I, I, I lived through all that. Yeah. But actually, by the time I, I, I got, I mean, Jake, that was in the no, early nineties, mm-hmm. and I started comedy in nineteen eighty. Right. So I was already being put up in hotels. Right. By that point. Right. So I would just order ahead, make sure I had a refrigerator in the room, make sure I had a whatever, and then I would call ahead to all the clubs, make find sh- out a babysitter, make or sure something. that yeah. someone who worked there had a sister or right, someone. That's what I did too. It had yeah. to be someone who, right. and I would literally take their pictures all of them before i left for the club so i had id and and, um i'm amazed i didn't get their dna you know but um anyway so then that was fun for a couple of for many months but then he was he was eight months old and i i was trying to figure out what i was and i get a call from roseanne which is Brilliant! You get a call from Roseanne. I Barr. want you to write on the show. We we need a strong female voice. Right. And then Tom gets on. I want to. You got to come. Get yeah. come. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that was crazy. But oh, I Roseanne, said, sorry. Go ahead. Right. And Roseanne, she says, "How's the baby? Oh, that's that's the cutest thing. Yeah. I bet he's so cute, this baby. Ah, uh, and but what she didn't say 
was, you know, that baby that's so cute, well, you're never going to see him again right. because you're going to be in a room till room. four yeah. in the morning. So, so. were you the, uh, I mean, I know Lois Bromfield worked on that show. You know, uh, were you the only woman at that point? No, uh, no. But they weren't. What year were you? Was 92, 93. Oh, so You know, good. I was on an episode in 1991 before you were there. Tom My was there. My ex was, played DJ's girlfriend. Yeah, I know. End. Great. Oh, really? So, um, oh, that's cool. I played a woman in the uh, big and tall lingerie shop mm-hmm. oh, on Valentine's Day. That. Oh, that's so funny. And 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 my father had just died, and I was like, "Oh, he got me!" And I, it was my first time on a set, you know. And uh, I remember the couch. I was like, "Oh my god, there's the couch!" You know, like it's so. The first time is so exciting. It's so much fun. Um, okay, so I you just, get a you get. I just have to tell you a funny story yeah. about the couch. Well, uh, Norm Macdonald was one of the writers, right? In my season, and uh, she. They say we need uh, something. We need you to find. We need Roseanne to find something under the couch cushion cushion that yeah. shows she hasn't cleaned in a long time. And Norm Macdonald's like sound to sleep right. in the writer's room and then he opens his eyes and goes a TV guide with Don Adams on the cover <laughs> and then he goes back to sleep that's so funny and it was and it was you know yeah so, so that was fun were you the only woman in the writer's room no I was not there was a, a because of because team. of Roseanne right but there were no there weren't any female comics my year, but right. uh, there certainly have been. Carrie right. Snow, Snow, love her. Uh, you know, a lot of females wrote on right. that show. Because but, of Roseanne, because most shows, there weren't. There was right. one, maybe. Right. Lisa Gorenson was on Kill Me Now. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's great. great. Yeah. And then she she's, got replaced by the other And Becky. then she went back. Okay, <laughs> then, so you go, Roseanne, Veronica's Closet. No, Mad About Mad You. Mad About You, then Veronica's Closet. Then, uh, then Rugrats, Rugrats then all grown Rugrats up, and all grown up. Wild Thornberry. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one too. Wild yeah. Thornberry. So yeah. I had an overall deal with Klasky Chupo initially, right. where I was switching back and forth between Rugrats, the Wild Thornberries, um, as told by Ginger. You know that whole. Right. And um, so I would switch back and forth. I right. need to be writing a Rugrats, but it was during that time that my agent submitted my Mad About You spec script to mad about you and i said what did you do you're never supposed right. to do that you're never supposed to submit the script, the script for that show for that show because yeah. they're gonna obviously think oh fuck her, fuck right. her. Right. she right. can't write for our yeah. show but did they do the episode yes uh, the epi- they did the episode we changed it of course but um no it got of course better right um but here's a funny story of writing um writing a script for a show and having a kid because this was when I would have to say to Jake uh, mommy's got a deadline I can't I can't so uh, look my script is due in two days so I'm not cooking tonight there's no cooking so don't ask me for I mean you're gonna we're gonna go to Bob's Market and get a lean cuisine or something a kid's not a lean a kid's cuisine so just you know so we go to Bob's Market which is in the epicenter of politically correct Santa Monica right and my son literally says oh mom broccoli because he loves broccoli right. and I said I told you I'm not cooking <laughs> <laughs> and this, I swear to God this PC Santa Monica you know woman Cunt. who I had, yeah. I'd never met she said 
excuse me, we've never met, but did your son just ask for broccoli? <laughs> and you said no. <laughs> so I went, yes. And then Jake says to her, she's got a script, dude. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it was cute because he defended me. Right. Yeah. He said, she's got a script, dude. Henry loved broccoli, too. Weird. I don't know. It's weird. so weird. Oh, he hates it now, but he um, loved it then. So... But th- that's why writing but, for Rugrats was so cool. Right. Because instead of saying to him, I can't talk to you now, mommy's got a script due, it was like, come uh-huh. here, I right. need a joke for Chucky. Help me write right. the script. That's so great. <laughs> and, and, and he would give me, I what mean, if he writing, thinks he eated a bug? <laughs> I can work so with great. that. That's great. <laughs> and, Beautiful. And, and, you know, it's so great that you got to do that because you, it gave you, you know, some stability to bring your child up, you know, yeah, unlike but, but me. See, there was another... Oh, yeah, I'm kidding. Go ahead. There was another issue, though. If you recall in the play, I made a promise to the birth mother right. that I will be a great mom. Right. So now I'm sitting in a writer's room right. on the number one show in the country. Mm-hmm. It's four in, in the... Morning, morning. Yeah. and the head writer who was not Roseanne she had nothing to do with that he said you know he never wanted to go home he loved hanging with the writers he didn't right. he had an unhappy marriage whatever right. mm. and so two in the morning let's order pies and I'm saying, are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh, forget mm. it. And they're ordering pies. And I'm home. I got the daytime nanny who left. Right. And the nighttime nanny came to take care of him. And I would get home at 4.30 in the morning. And... You at, have to get up with him. And yeah. I would... Be, that's the only time I right. could be with him. Right. So I'm with him. And the, all the other writers could come in at noon. Right. On the days you stayed till 4 in the morning. Right. Well, that didn't do me any good right, if right, I wanted to spend any time with my kid. So it was pretty nightmarish in many ways. Right. But on the other, it was so double-edged because right. I'm making good money. I'm right. off the road. I'm on the number. And you're still getting residuals. And still, literally still. Yeah. I still get like, you know, three cents, whatever. It's amazing. Do you check on SAG-AFTRA? You know, they have residuals tracker now. Did you know this? Well, I get my residuals from, from the, writer's the Writer's Guild. Guild. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they have they have. Yeah, but understand that I wrote on Rugrats for years, right. and n- you don't get a dime. Oh, that's fucked up. Animation, because oh, from man. some rule, right. years ago when animation was Mickey Mouse, right. uh, was all drawing and he's falling right. off a ship, and every yes, now and then he'd go, woo woo, right? Hey, look at me, right? Woo, that was it. Now look at you well, should oh sue. My God, these scripts are so intricate, and amazing. Yeah. But you know, like The Simpsons, th- those guys—that's considered prime time, and that's different. But right. But anyway, yes. So, so I'm writing on Rosanna, and my agent. I said, I- I'm losing my mind. I'm never seeing. I'm not seeing my child. I'm sleep deprived. I- I'm not. You know, but I still was. And then, you know, you don't want the pressure of not pitching a great joke. Of course. In the room. Right. You need to get your jokes in the script. Right. And none of the guys are like, I don't see my kid. You know, they've all got wives. Right. They've all got wives with the kids. So it was like, and and I don't want to complain. So I said to my agent, oh, my God, I don't. He said, Monica, you cannot quit. You on on a, a, a hit sitcom, especially Roseanne, you get fired, that's okay. Right. But you quit a sitcom, you'll never, never work. Never right. work in this town you, again. Literally, you, it's one of the rules. Never quit a hit show. Right. So I stuck it out, and uh, 
and it killed me because and you know now he's 25 he doesn't remember does he I know. No. I felt so guilty. Oh, I know. I wrote a book called When Mommy Goes Away with my friend who's an animator. I just found it, too. And it was a book that, that Henry would bring to daycare. And every time I left, and it was this whole story about exactly what I do when I leave. And, what? like, I get in a car, and I'm thinking about Henry. So he could kind and of then, be with you. Yeah, and then I get, you know, and and every time I did Hollywood Squares, um they sent a limo from the airport and I would pick him up in daycare. Oh. It was only seven blocks away, but I'd pick him up in the limo. Oh, that's and fun. it was so fun. But he had this little book about how I'm always thinking about him even though I'm oh, away. Oh, that is so sweet. You're such a good dad. Shut up. You see, you have this sweetness in you. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I'll, I'll keep it I'll keep it quiet. No, I think everyone is pretty <laughs> fucking aware of the fake um, anchor. Um, but uh, it's not It's not fake. Actually. No, it's but, not. You know, we had a car, we had a, a Toyota Corolla and we called him Fast Eddie. Mm-hmm. Fast Eddie Corolla. And uh, when Jake was in preschool, we'd be driving. And I gave the car a complete persona. Right. Hi, Jake. How was school? Oh, it was good, Fast Eddie. How was your day? It was good. I got to ride on the freeway and I got gas. And, Uh you know, and we were just, and I did this for years, like three years when he was in school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I realized, holy shit, I have to sell Fast Eddie. I'm getting this new car, Fast Eddie's right. dying. Oh. And I had to tell Jake oh, that, that I was selling Fast Eddie. He said, what? You uh. can't sell Fast Eddie. Oh. He's my brother. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Did you keep so Fast cute. Eddie? No. I had to sell him. Oh. He was, you should have said that. That was his first death. You should have. But I sold him to a comedian. Oh. Paul Kozlowski. Oh, yeah! You know Paul? Oh, my God! I haven't heard that name. I sold... No, not no, Jewish. No, no, really? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Can, do you have an undo belt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Hamza. I sold him to... And I told Paul, listen, we have to visit. I told Jake that we could visit Fast right. Eddie. So, we did that for a couple of times. See? Uh, see? See how happy Fast right. Eddie is? You know, oh, hi, God. Jake, I don't want you to feel bad. I live a really nice life. Oh, I had that to give is so it fucking closure. How is Paul Kozlowski? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, okay, so moving ahead, you... Um, so we went back on the road after Roseanne. After, and we went back on the road for two years. Then he became, then he had to go to preschool. Right, and then... And uh, I came back and... And I, I actually got some other silly job. I was on a comedy game show called Wordplay, I think. Or, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was. I, but I, you d- made it as a writer, and which then was. I got Rugrats. Right. That's when I was doing Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries. Right. And then I left to do Mad About You. Right. And they were all looking at me like. Uh, like they, you know, like minor league baseball right. players. You're going to the show. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. You're leaving animation. <laughs> yeah, and um, get animation show. gets a bad rap. I know, you know? and and it's so and cool. And now animation. it's so great. Like so South great. Park, Family Guy, Cleveland. I mean, it's so great. You know what I want to do now? My dream. The now Cleveland show sucked. Is to do a voice. Whatever. My dream is to be a uh, voice. You. It's the greatest job. You don't have to wear makeup. I <laughs> fucking great. You can. Yeah, I want to do a voice too. Yeah, I, I mean, all you'd have to do is be like, uh, "Remember Rugrats? I made that bitch." Yeah, and you well, feel like you're. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it works in show business, no, Lauren. I, yeah, I mean, you basically. Um, I mean, some of it. So 
I know how it works. You almost fucked Mickey Mantle. This is true. Nice. Yeah. Would you... When he was I mean, old and drunk. Right, but you loved <laughs> Mickey Mantle. And As then a it's child. horrible reading. Yeah, it's mo- a horrible meeting your heroes and then... Tell me about it. You know what bothers? There's a line in the show <laughs> when I when I you, you know the whole Mickey Mantle story. I adore him as a child. I fall in. It's my first love. I can't believe it wasn't Sandy Koufax. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he, he. Well, we were we were Yankee fans. Yeah. So. Um, and then I meet him years later. I'm 40, and he's there sitting there at the St. Regis and we're at my aunt and uncle's by the way I don't know if this helps sell tickets but my uncle's name was Hamilton yeah. anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, not that Jewish at New World's Day yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I see I see him and, and I say to the audience I said there he was having drinks with his sons it was four years before he checked into the Betty Ford Center. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I laugh every time. Right. I just, yeah, yeah, I there's, like, that, there's like eight people who really get that that's yeah. funny. And they, they ask, what's she talking about? But the, is isn't, this, don't, isn't the bar at St. Regis now the Mickey Mantle something? Or I, I know there's a Mickey Mantle bar on on 59. All right, whatever. On 59th Street. Yeah, the, there used to be Mickey Mantles, but yeah. it closed. But it was oh, my it aunt and uncle's 50th wedding anniversary. Right. And throughout the whole show, you're aware of them. Right. When I'm a child, Aunt Rose and yes, Uncle yes. Hammy are kind of characters that reappear in my life as right. a young adult. And so you understand that it's family and it's close and that they're married 50 years. And I'm the same. We're about to go to dinner at a very, at Lutes. Mm-hmm. They have reservations. Big, they had a lot of money. It was a big deal. Right. And not a lot of, it was right. family. And Mickey Mantle literally, you know, says stay and have drinks with me and blah blah blah. I saw you at on evening and you're at, like at the improv yeah. and you're funny as hell and you're so cute. And Wait, blah, blah. I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll do an act. <laughs> hey, why, why, hey, why you stay with me? Um, <laughs> I, I saw you at uh, the improv. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Yeah. Listen, you got a hot ass, man. I want to. It's kind of what it was. I like. want to go to. But the point is, I chose family. I, wanna, I chose. People. Yeah, you chose your family. Oh, he struck out. I said Um, Mickey Mantle couldn't get to third first base. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, So. Out of fuck them. Shut. All right. So here you are. Your son is. What does your son do now, Jake? He's studying. Well, he, you know, he loves to play hockey. He's a. Ice hockey? Ice ice hockey. Does he fucking beat the shit out of the, like, what the fuck is that? That's what I don't fucking get about hockey. Like, Henry loves hockey, too. Oh, my God. Like, and all they do is fucking beat the shit up for no reason. No, I can't. I can't have oh. this. We'll have to have this discussion another time. All right. This is part two. I cannot discuss hockey. I, I, hockey is my happy place. No, we I, <laughs> we watch it. We've gone to hockey games, but I'm like, why the fuck are they beating the shit out of each other? All right. Um, so he and and because how it's often, better than uh, than than attacking each other at forty miles an right. hour with sticks. Right. They or and, not attacking each other. And because at all. you can't really land right. a punch when you're on the when you're right. on ice skates. Huh. So. 
your son is 25. Steam. Yes. Uh, he's 25. He's studying for his real estate license. Oh, that's good. But he works at Orchard Hardware Supply, which is a big chain in L.A., like right. a Home Depot. And he's the guy that cuts the wood oh, for that's the cool. people, who, the contractors. Who, now, did, was he bar mitzvahed? Yes. Is, does he feel like a Jew? Uh is he not he that Jewish? He has a Jewish heart. He has a Neshema. The Jewish Neshema. Uh, yes, there's a beautiful bar mitzvah scene right. in the play. Right. Which, um, anyway, he, uh, I say where he got through his right. Torah portion with ease, and I'm struggling to speak the Hebrew prayers. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was, that's interesting. I did. I your... sounded like Jerry yeah. Lewis from Israel. So, <laughs> so he was, uh, so... As a Jewish mother who's on the East Coast with her Jewish son on the West Coast, how often do you speak? Well, uh, we try at least at least once a week, but uh, very often I have to call him and then he'll call me back. And, but this week he totally surprised me. Phone rang. Hi, Mom. I go, okay. Aww. Are you in jail? I'm thinking. Yeah. What's happening? Um I said, are you okay? Is everything all right? Yeah. He goes, yeah, just wanted to say hi. Finally um, finally got a minute. He's I in mi- college, right? I missed your... V- no, he's... Well, he's working and he's studying. Working. He's working and he, he's decided he wants to... He thinks he'd be good at real, real estate. estate oh, yeah, that's great. Um, my Henry, um, who's in universe, Indiana University in Bloomington. I'm not kidding. It's how many times a day? I w- this morning I get too up. Too much. It's too much, it, Henry. No, it isn't. It's, oh, he calls he face, you? Oh, all the time. FaceTimes oh, wow, me. Oh, you're lucky. Hi, get a little I'm, weird, I'm Henry. folding my laundry. But we, I talk to my kids like 50 times a day. And of course, Elisa, my girlfriend, is like, that's mental. That's, meanwhile, she's, you know, she talks. She, talks, she <laughs> basically lives with her parents. No, I'm kidding. No, she, but she talks to her parents all the time. Mine are dead. But um, you're all codependent. So we ask our guests by the way everyone when you are in new york and you're probably going to go on the road with the show at some point yes but Um, but there's what i want them to know is the title is not that jewish and people tend to think well it's a stand-up comic doing a show with jewish in the title so it's going to be a comic doing jewish stick no it's a it's a play really not it's It's a a play play yeah that's what when i did my show i was like you know, they kept saying, oh, hilariously funny. But there were so many serious parts. I'm like, no, don't say it. They think they're watching stand up. But not that Jewish is it's a great one person show. But it is it is has a beginning, a middle and end. It has and an it arc. is it is a, uh, it's Fran, a play. Drescher, Fran Drescher was there the other night yeah. and she said it, that I was so thrilled. She said it was honest and touching. Yeah, that's and exactly as what it is. opposed to funny and... Right. I mean, yes, no, of it's course real. it's funny. It's real. It's touching. <laughs> okay, that's great. May I ask one more question? Wait, Fran Drescher. Go. <laughs> the woman that plays the voice of Tommy Pickles. Yes, mm-hmm. Melanie Charter. Right. Oh, no, no. E.J. E.J. No, uh, Melanie plays Dee Dee Pickles. Oh, um, I just looked her E.G. So uh, White? No, no. <laughs> Who's oh my God! Oh God! I'm so bad. It, I'm, no, this is fine. I'm having a senior moment, and you put me on this. Spot. I'm really sorry. She's um she's great. She's also a beautiful singer. I have had a crush on her since I was very small. She's great. Is she everything and more that yes. I thought? Oh, she's damn terrific. It. Unrequited love. 
Oh, she is absolutely E.G. Uh, somebody, come on! I love you, E.G. Oh, I'm she's, sorry. No, this is my fault. I should be really, looking it up. Really? Oh God! Someone's I know it. It's like one of those things building. I know just so well. I'm just. Well, having, it's like earlier when I was trying when I said that you sound like Kathleen Turner, uh, and I couldn't <laughs> think of her name. Kathleen Turner before she. Uh, oh yeah, Kathleen Turner be, before the strange right. accent oh, before she turned German or something. All right, I, yes. I'm looking it up because I but caught anyway, you off guard and it's um, right on the tip of your okay. brain, and I'm sorry. We have to ask our usual questions of our guests. God, yes. she is we, so hot. But anyway, Elizabeth we're at New Daly. World, Elizabeth ba- Daly. Okay. Daly. She's at, um, I'm at New World Stages. Um, you can get t- No, uh, we get to that at oh, the end. Okay, okay shut the fuck up. E.G. Listen. Daly, yeah, E.G. Okay, these are the questions we ask all of our guests. Yes. She's so cute. Um, number one, what pisses you off the most? In life, like what fucking makes you fucking crazy? Uh, noisy mutes. That is people who are very loud and say nothing. Uh, they oh, drive yeah. me freaking. No substance, just sound. Just sound to hear. And what really? Do an example. Do an example. Oh, uh, anybody who's standing there. To, uh, so this is a nice water cooler, right? No, that's not loud enough. No. It, so I, uh, what, uh, yeah, go ahead. But I don't just mean loud. I mean people who are wrong who are loud about so it. So Trump and Kellyanne and Sean exactly. Spicer. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I've had a... I, I actually don't even want to bring Trump in right now. He's a fucking Because I, yeah. I, 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 it's his, the people who de, who are defending him and yes. the whole thing. But what also bothers me is when you are talking to someone and you know that they are not listening but are thinking of what they're going to say back. Right, 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 right. While you're still making your point. Can I say something? <laughs> Shut the fuck funny. up. I I feel like Jay Leno did that a little bit. Really? Yeah, I felt See, like I a lot of times. Jay no, no. When I watched his show, oh. I felt like he was oh, waiting he to get the joke in. I, yes. You can really tell when someone's a bad interviewer on on TV. That's why I love Kimmel because he I believe he really listens to you. I thought Letterman listened, uh, you know, because no. when you can when you can feed off of whatever the person's saying. <laughs> yes, excuse me. And so, and I think Colbert listens too. Yes. But he I, does. you know when it's always about the joke, when can I get this joke in, you know? Yeah. But I'm talking I'm not even I'm talking about people in your that you come in contact with. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, and you're trying to please get don't them. die on the show. I'm trying not All to. Right. You're you're um you're trying to make make a point right. that you really want them to understand, and they're just thinking about how they're going to defend right whatever they don't p- listen right they do not listen they hear but they don't listen well they don't mm. listen to the whole point and that's why these people they they live off of sound bites and part parts of you know thoughts not the entire and uh, slow people yeah. piss me off I can't stand people who move slowly oh yeah get the <laughs> fuck out of my and you're tiny so but I'm a yeah. New York you know yeah, you're I lived a New Yorker in, but I've lived in California right. for you know 25 years at least and I'm still but people I look really young and cute she's anyway, super cute she's but, a little firecracker but anyway I am um, I, 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 I the whole world is in slow motion and and yet I chose on purpose to raise a son in Southern California right. do you have 
I actually used to do a joke about it. Do you have any idea how hard it is for a New York, what it's like for a New York ex-New Yorker living with someone on dude time? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's go! Mom, chill. Shut up! <laughs> Just get your ass out the door. Uh, you know, I, I was in L.A., and uh, my ex got pregnant, and she said, okay, so we have to make a decision. We're going to either go stay in LA or you know I kept my apartment in New York we still had our apartment and I said I want to bring my kid up in New York City and plus my my family was here but I just always I always wanted to grow up in New York City and I wanted New York kids are yeah really special yeah but you you know you know I'm so glad you said that because early on I was a little nervous about people bringing kids to the show Right, you know, uh, and my stage manager Katrina Olson, who's so wonderful, she said, "You'd be surprised. New York kids are sharp, they, uh, and they're theater savvy." And I said, "But they're going to get bored, and no, they're, they're they not. don't have the life experience." No, no, cool. Yeah, kids come amazing. up to me, telling me they're so that they laughed, they got everything, they were so inspired. Yeah, I mean, and, you're so uh, animated and so much fun to watch, yeah. and just you, you really keep, you know, you really keep the attention yeah Uh, we ask every one of our um guests if they uh are on any antidepressants we're a very pro mental health show no i'm actually not have you ever been yes uh, i was uh i there was i was actually going to write a book called there's not enough zoloft in the world see that That makes me puke the zoloft i i take the zoloft i i that was just for a while right uh you know, I have. I, I we all smoke pot. You know, We're that, very cannabis friendly that here. That makes yeah. me. That does it. And, yeah. Um, but I haven't. Uh, it's funny. I haven't done anything like that since I've been here because I. I don't want to cough. I don't. I want my lungs right. really clear. Yeah, I've noticed you weren't coughing at all before on stage. <laughs> well, I coughed a couple of times, yeah. but she's getting you over can get cold. edibles, Monica. No, that's to me edibles. Edibles are stupid. Yeah, you me too. eat them and, and then you, you fall asleep. They're fattening, and then you want to eat. Yeah, then you get true. the munchies, so you want to eat more. That edibles, I, I'm not a fan. I agree. But um, anyway, um, I no, I I did. There was a certain period in my life when I wasn't getting work. Uh, oh yeah, and, and I felt like oh my god, and ageism really started. Oh. It was so real in the sitcom world. It was so real, and but not only from their end, but kind of from my end. Right, I, I couldn't see myself any longer in a room full of twenty and you know who think they're so thirty year olds yeah. who think they know about life. Right. Mm. It was, you know, everything was scatological on Veronica's closet. uh, Everything was like, well, what if the chocolate melts and everyone thinks it's poop? Yeah. And yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) That's funny. Um, But anyway. So where can people find you on social media? Oh, not, not well yes but i i have to say my you hardly check my it. facebook i'm i'm big facebook right well they we there's a not that jewish page oh that's good go to the not that jewish page on facebook like it friend it write a little note yeah. and if you're around new york come and see it do yourself come a favor now it's but a, I, you know i'm on facebook a lot right. but that's so i, I love facebook to me is it's a lot of comedians yeah. and it's old friends. Larry Amros is so fucking funny. I mean, 
so on Facebook. Leah Krinsky did, makes me laugh. Did ten, you see what he wrote yesterday? No. Oh my God. I got a friend. Him. We're not. Oh, friends. he's the best. Larry Amaros wrote. Um, Faye, uh, D- Faye Dunaway looked great. I'm glad she decided to go with the open casket. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cracked me up. Oh, he dude. is fucking hilarious. Um, so uh, people can, co- if you're in New York, please come see Not That Jewish. Uh, it's really great. It's it's a fucking great story. Um, it has layers. It's a play. It's it's fantastic and, and just to watch Monica on stage is yeah, such Monica's a treat. great. She's very animated, does amazing voices. So go see that. Thank you. Um, and, but you will there, there will be moments you'll you know bring your tissues. Yeah, <laughs> that's what a good show is. Yeah, um, and it, uh, we go to notthatjewish.com and they'll give you all the dates. And that's uh, great or, that you got that URL. Oh, yeah, that's oh awesome. yeah, and call Telecharge and they'll give you. Uh, any information you need and and, yeah. and if you're a group of 10 or more get ready <laughs> to ring the bell you get a nice discount yay Jews <laughs> but you don't have to be Jewish to appreciate not that Jewish but you so. do have to be Jewish to make that joke <laughs> good this night true. Um, Monica I can't thank you enough oh, I had a great time keep Good luck with the show. I'm sure Thank it's going to go on the road and go Thank all over you. the world. You, you have never not made me laugh. Oh, Monica. I remember I went that, that wonderful movie about female comics yeah. and the birth of fem- of yeah. comedy, you know, uh, with Molly Pecan Pe- Pe- and, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that. All and right. you're, you're sitting there schmoozing about it with a... Uh, oh, yeah. A Cantor's or Cats Deli. All I wanted was the food. They said, oh, we have free food. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew they were going to really use all the footage i was, was like shoving my fucking it face was great <laughs> and uh sue kalinsky loves yeah. you so much i love her and i love sue so yes. that we're all in love oh. the shabbat shalom the whole mishpoka um, all right so uh thank you i can't thank you enough for being here thank you i had a great time me too and uh as we always say so long Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.